Hello, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. At www.thebalancemind.org forward slash flip switch forward slash podcast, you can read and hear other stories of hope similar to this one. Today you're going to hear an inspiring young woman, Sarah, a survivor and popular advocate for women who have been raped or sexually assaulted. First, Sarah will share her story. Then, she will give advice for survivors of sexual assault and rape. Finally, she will share tips on how to support a friend who has been raped. At the end of this podcast, I will share resources for survivors and their loved ones. And now... Here's Sarah. My name is Sarah. I'm 19. What is your diagnosis? Depression, PTSD, and I struggled with anorexia. Sarah, you run a blog. Can you tell us what it's about? My blog basically started off as just a way to vent my feelings. I was in treatment for six months for my trauma and my eating disorder. And when I came home, it was a huge adjustment, and I needed some sort of way to just get my thoughts out there. And so I started writing, and with each post, I gained some new followers. And then all of a sudden, it was kind of like overnight, I got messages on Facebook and on Twitter and on Tumblr just thanking me for sharing or asking me to write about certain things. And I've written about all sorts of things from eating disorders to sexual assault my experiences with both, but I try and keep it recovery-oriented. How old were you when you were raped? My trauma began when I was 12. My mom had been married to her new husband. My parents were divorced, and we saw them like every other weekend was my mom's new husband's kids would come to the house. So that went on until I was 12. My stepbrother moved into the house permanently with us until I was about 14 when he went into the army and so it lasted from 12 to 14. What did you feel like after the rape? When it was going on in those two years I just really pushed it off to the side and kind of refused to acknowledge it. When my stepbrother moved out I was kind of like okay well that's done and I just really threw myself into school and into sports and when I got into high school I got my first real boyfriend and that stirred up all these memories and I just remember being really repulsed by myself. I couldn't believe that something like this had happened to me and that I had kept quiet for so many years. I just felt really tainted and defiled. I grew up in a Christian household and so I was scared of being labeled unpure in God's eyes. When something like this happens there's a lot of shame and embarrassment. I just felt like I let this whole thing happen. I could have done things differently to remove myself from the situation. So I really just wanted to keep it a secret. After he moved out, it was denial for a while, and then it turned to guilt. Yeah. So who was the first person you told? Actually, a teacher I had in high school. She was kind of my confidant. I kind of looked to her as a mother figure. During my school year, when I was dealing with all these feelings of guilt that had just resurfaced, my mind got a bit crazy. I couldn't sleep, I couldn't really focus, my grades were slipping, my athletics were slipping. That's when I started to fall into my eating disorder, and she picked up on it. 
And one day she sat me down and was like, what's going on? And I just told her everything. I broke down. She just sat there and hugged me and told me that I needed to get help and that I would have support. Every step that I took with this, that she would be there by my side. From that point on, that's when I realized that I needed to get help with this and I, I couldn't live in denial and I couldn't live in this guilt. Though I entered a treatment facility and I was paired with a wonderful therapist that I'm fortunate enough to still be working with now. And I told her about it in our first session and she just really gave me the validation that I needed to hear and that I had never really gotten. She sat down and she said that it wasn't my fault and there was nothing to be ashamed of that we were going to deal with this and not let it control any more of my life. And she pretty much just laid out a plan of attack on how we were going to talk and get through everything. And you felt loved? I did. I felt like she genuinely cared and she was right there fighting every step with me. What kinds of things did you do to survive the trauma? At first, like I said, I just kind of blocked it out. As I got older, I developed my eating disorder. I lost a lot. But friends fell away. My family relationships. I couldn't play softball, which was something that I had done for years. If I was focusing on my eating disorder, then I didn't have to deal with my assault. But when I got into treatment, they were very gung-ho about talking and sharing. And I lived with 36 other women, and I had a whole team of doctors, and they really became my support system. My treatment team really pushed me to do trauma work, which is where you basically walk through your trauma and just go through bit by bit. I've just really learned how to cope with it positively now. What happened when you left treatment? I moved in with my dad, and I slowly got back into school. My focus was on repairing everything that my eating disorder had destroyed to mend those relationships. But at the same time, still continue on with outpatient work. I still, every week, have to meet with a dietitian and meet with a therapist. Hi there. This is Susan Resco, Executive Director of the Balanced Mind Foundation. I just wanted to butt in here for a minute to remind you that FlipSwitch is the production of the Balanced Mind Foundation. We depend on support from listeners like you to keep this podcast coming to you for free. Please, if you like what you hear, consider making a contribution to help us cover our production costs. Look for the green donate button on our website, thebalancemind.org, and while you're there, Take a moment to sign up for our e-newsletter or friend us on Facebook, where we post FlipSwitch podcasts and blogs. Our website, again, is thebalancemind.org. Thanks so much. Now, back to our show. What advice would you give to someone listening who has also been raped? I want you to know that it gets better and it gets easier and it's not your fault and you didn't do anything wrong and you shouldn't be ashamed to speak up and get the help that you need and that you deserve. You can't change it, but you can heal and you can come out on the other side as a survivor. You don't have to be labeled as a victim forever. Don't bottle it up. You have to really walk through and face the facts of what happened. You have to share it with someone. You can't hold on to that burden. You can share with friends or family, a spouse, a teacher, a therapist. Just don't keep it a secret. Secrets keep you sick. It has the power to destroy you, but there's a way out and that's talking about it. How can I best support a family member or a friend who has been raped? Just be there to listen to them, to validate them. Make sure they know that it's not their fault. Make sure they know how much you still love them or that you don't think any less of them. 
a lot of people feel uncomfortable talking about things like rape and assault. Victims are afraid to speak up because of that. But no matter how uncomfortable it gets, don't shut down on the person that you're trying to help. If you have a loved one who's going through this, don't let your pain and your anger cloud your judgment and your actions. And if it gets to the point where you can't help them anymore, make sure that they're going to be able to get the help that they need. A lot of people can abandon a friend because they simply don't know what to do. What can I do? I can call Rain. I can call a doctor. I can walk this person to get help. Just because you don't have all the answers doesn't mean you should give up because there are other people out there who do have the answers. To conclude, there is hope if you've suffered rape or sexual assault. I'll briefly list four great resources. First, you can follow Sarah's blog at http sarahpenrod.tumblr.com. That's S-A-R-A-P-E-N-R-O-D dot tumblr dot com. Second, you can contact RAIN, the Rape and Incest National Network, at www.rainn.org. Their hotline is 1-800-656-HOPE. Third, on Twitter you can find a newsletter called Survivor Support. The handle is at RapeSASurvivors. Fourth and finally, use this weekly podcast and blog, FlipSwitch. My podcast, Five Things Not to Say, plus Five Things to Say to Someone Who's Been Raped or Sexually Assaulted, uploaded in April 2012, is very popular. Stay tuned. Next week, Sarah's back. She will be discussing society's rape culture and how you and I can break it. Remember, you can always hear other podcasts and read my blogs by visiting www.thebalancemind.org forward slash flipswitch forward slash podcast. Follow me on Twitter. My handle is at flipswitchteens. Until we meet again, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to Flip Switch.